Hey, before we get started, we just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Church Sound Made Simple. Mixing sound seems complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Cut the overwhelm by getting access to the stress-free, no-fluff training that will help you create great sound at church. Visit churchsoundmadesimple.com. All right, well, welcome to the Collaborate Worship Podcast, where we help you create great sound at church. I'm your host, Dylan Young, and today I'm joined with Jordan Weston from Church on the Move in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm getting to know Jordan at the same time as you guys. So Jordan, why don't you share a little bit about yourself and why you love leading worship? Oh, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Um, And yeah, uh, I've lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma for the better part of... 26 years. I grew up here, um, Church on the Move, my home church uh, for, for my whole life has been a church for, oh man, when did we start? 1987. So how many years that is? 40, 30, 34? Yeah, 34. It's 2021. Um, <clears throat> so I've been there my whole life. And um, I grew up in a fam, a big family. I'm the youngest of five. And all of us grew up around music. Um, I remember hearing stories of my grandmother praying for a musical family, and so she got it. And um, and so you know, all of us have at some point in our life uh, been um, involved with music, um, with uh, performing arts, um, anything you know on a stage, really. So I grew up uh, on the platform. And uh, I started leading worship at the age, I was a part of worship experiences as a kid, but the one leading worship, the, the, the worship experience, I think I was 15 when I started. And so I turned 30 next month. And so I would have, um, I'm going on 15 years of leading worship and, um, and it's taken so many forms. It's taken so many different, um, uh, re- honestly, realities in my mind, just growing up in this, I mean, growing up in uh, a digital age, growing up in an age where, uh, you know, everything that you do is on display, or at least it can be. And so really just kind of allowing myself to journey through uh, the authenticity of what worship is. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm almost 30, bro. And I'm, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just now scratching the surface of, of what it means to truly be a worship leader. Um, and so, um, but the, the one, the one thing that comes to mind of just why I love it is, is the simplicity of representing Jesus to people for 20 minutes. Um, I get to, I get to point people to him and, um, and that is truly a joy of my life. And, um, and so, yeah, it's crazy. I'm learning as I go. I feel the same way, man. I love pointing people to Jesus <laughs> for 20 minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, that actually leads us into, uh, talking about some failures pretty well. A journey is not a journey without some failures. It just reminds us how much we need the Lord and, uh, teaches us some good things. So why don't you share with us a funny story of failure? Oh man. Yeah, dude. I have my fair share of failures. Like I said, I grew up on the platform. So this isn't just like with worship leading. This is with, I mean, I, I there's several things that pop in. One, one thing that, that, that stands out though, um, <clears throat> whenever I was in, um, 
when I was younger, I led a lot out at our camp, our kids' camp at the time. We had a kids' camp. And so I led out there. Um, and you guys know kids' camp. High energy, you know, uh, hand motions, you know, dance moves, all that fun stuff. So I was leading out there and my sister was with me and she was leading with me. And we were doing a song where the range of the song did not allow me to lead all of it. I think she was leading the bridge. I think the bridge was, was, her, was her lead part. So we were co-leading it. And we're in service. And I remember looking over to her at some point during the second verse or second chorus. And she wasn't there. She was there at the beginning of the song, but she just wasn't there. I was so mad. I was so ticked at her because this bridge is coming up and I know this bridge is coming up and I can't sing. This is out of my range. And I don't know what to do. And so I'm just internally, I'm just, you know, I'm just mad at her. So anyway, we do the song and whatever. And uh, I'm sure it was not good. (laughs) And uh, I go backstage and um, I go backstage and then, and then I see what's actually going on and then I feel really bad. Well, I mean, you need, you need to know about, about my sister is that she played sports growing up in high school and she's had a reoccurring injury with her shoulder and she has dislocated her shoulder many times. So by this point, she's dislocated her shoulder like 10 times. Um, and it happened at some point during the second verse or second chorus, that thing just came out of socket. And... <laughs> she just ran off stage. And so I, I went backstage to her and, and by this point, right, she knows what to do. She's been through this situation before. So she knows what to do to get her shoulder back. She's, she's a very tough person. Um, I think she was holding like a cinder, like she was like on the table holding a cinder block <laughs> with her out of socket shoulder. I guess that was a way for it to like pop back in whenever she lets the cinder block go anyway. Um, kind of gruesome, but anyway, so you know, that that's just a funny, uh, a funny story to kind of show my humanity. Like during the moment, I'm here. Here I am leading worship, and then I'm just like super ticked at my sister um, for running off stage and leaving me to this really high bridge. And then I feel really bad whenever I go backstage <laughs> and see what's actually happening. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Do you ever? Um, are you ever leading rehearsals at Church on the Move? So I used to. Um, right now, I'm actually in a a unique position. I'm actually in a part-time position. Um, and my brother-in-law who has been at our church for as long as I have, um, he's actually, he, he is our worship pastor. He's our drummer. He's one of our drummers. And so, um, it's been a really interesting and cool structure to kind of try out as the worship pastor isn't the one who's leading. Um, but he's, uh, John is his name. John is more of the behind the scenes, um, just kind of doing everything. So he's the one actually leading our rehearsals. Um, and so he'll produce it. He'll work with our front of house engineer, our production uh, engineer, Jonathan Vasquez, who grew up under Andrew Stone. And, and, um, and, uh, and so Andy uh, Chrisman also was our worship pastor for, uh, many, many years. And, and so he also is in kind of a role where he's part-time and, and he's helping kind of guide the rehearsals as well. But John is our, is our worship pastor and he's the one that's, that's really leading it. So I, I get to stay on stage. I, I, I used to be the guy that was required to be out in the seats and um, kind of guiding everything. Um, but that's a hard job, man. I respect the producer position. 
that's a hard job and um and it's it's a gifted uh position someone who's in that position has the gift to see the whole and to be able to fit pieces together that are going to work within the whole and um i think for me you know i it was really cool to be able to learn that and and to put myself in that that position i think i definitely grew in that but i also learned about myself that i um I'm just more drawn to very specific uh, aspects to worship. Um, and um, I used to be a drummer. That was my first instrument. Um, and so I found myself constantly focusing on the drums and not really on the guitar tone or, you know, the, the key sound or I just, um, or, or just even how, you know, uh, someone was vocally leading it or I just couldn't focus on these specific aspects um, really well, uh, but kind of seeing the whole picture um, is a little more difficult for me. So John is that way. He, he, he used to be a, a, a composer. He used to have his own studio and compose music. And, and so he definitely has that gift to kind of see the whole and, and to put something beautiful together. So I get to be on stage the whole rehearsal, which is fun for me. Nice. What it, give me a glimpse of like what it looks like putting together a service like w- from the producing standpoint, like what goes into that? Yeah. So, um, so it starts with you know, a creative team. Um, that's you know our lead pastor, Whit George, is a part of that. Um, for several years, he was our arts director, and that's just something that he God has just gifted him in is to produce art and to produce a live experience. And so even as our lead pastor right now, he still has a, has a, has a hand in creating um, what goes on um, on our weekends. He just has such a passion for it. And so he's involved. Um, our communications team is involved. Content is involved. Uh, um, uh, campus pastor. Uh, so it sh- so it's, a, it's kind of a, a you know, uh, uh, creative team in that way. And so our worship pastor, John, my brother-in-law, he's, he's, he's a part of that. And so uh, what will happen is uh, our worship team uh, is um, made up of, um, let's say three, maybe three, three to four staff right now. And so we'll meet uh, for an hour or two. We'll bring our ideas together. We'll talk about what uh, God has put on our hearts. We'll talk about what's exciting to us right now. We'll, we'll talk about where our church is at right now. Uh, it'll just be a broad discussion and, and then we'll kind of distill that down into moments that we feel, uh, are, um, are moments that we would love to do, uh, in a worship set that weekend. And, uh, so we're pretty much at a week to week basis right now. A lot of churches are really good at getting ahead. We've been good at getting ahead in the past, but right now we're kind of in a season where it's really good for us just to stay week to week. And so, uh, that's, that's where we find ourselves in right now. So this is on Tuesday morning. Our worship team will come together. We'll, uh, we'll develop a set or two, and then John will take that into the creative team. Um, and they'll meet and they'll lock in, uh, a, a set for that weekend. And then from there, we'll start to get the tracks ready and uh, we'll start to get our, uh, our music producer, uh, Ethan Irway. He'll start to get our volunteers um, in on the mix and you know make all the connections, do all the, uh, the legwork before rehearsal. And then our rehearsal is on Thursday nights. And um, it's everyone. Um, it's our production engineer. It is our worship pastor. Um, 
Uh, right now, Andy is uh, who used to be our worship pastor uh, for many years. He's he's acting as a sort of consultant to our team, and so he'll come be a part um, of that rehearsal. He's also a part of the uh, the creative team process on Tuesday. Um, so it's them. It's also our, obviously our full band. All of our front we call them our front line. Uh, that's just a term. <laughs> our front line singers. Uh, there's usually about four to five of us a week, and uh, just recently we actually have just uh, started to incorporate our, uh, our choir. So our choir used to not, uh, we used to not uh, require them to be on uh, at rehearsals on Thursday and just Saturday. But we realized that they're such a big part of what we do. They're, uh, we, we need to treat them as an instrument, just like we would spend time getting, you know, the drum tone, the, the snare tone, the, um, the, the reverb on the, on the, on the kick, the, the guitar tone, uh, the key sounds changing, you know, manipulating that and rehearsal, all of this time that we spend on these instruments and we're, we're not giving as much thought to the voices that are carrying the message of the song. And so we actually, from the last month, uh, have made a shift and have asked our, uh, have asked our volunteers to come in, which is a big ask. That's that, that sounds kind of like a, Oh yeah, that's just a, that's a simple, um, that's a simple, uh, change, but it was a huge change for our team because we're talking about people going from a, yeah, let's see, singing f- Saturday and Sunday. So that's like an eight hour commitment, which is still <laughs> a, a big commitment for our volunteers going from that to a, you know, a 12, 13 hour commitment because our rehearsals run for anywhere from four to, to six hours on, on, uh, on Thursday nights. And, um, and that's, that's a big ask. I mean, we're asking people who are, who have jobs, who have families, we're asking moms, we're asking dads, um, who have lives. And, um, and so, but we're confident in it because, uh, we know what the church is and we know how, uh, how God has set up his bride, um, to be, um, you know, his, his kingdom come, his will be done in, in, in the earth. And so, we definitely have confidence of asking these bold questions. And what we found is that when we actually put something like this in front of our people, um, they respond. And man, it's just been amazing the last month to be able to have these the the, the choir there on Thursdays. Um, and so um, we've really started to treat them as an instrument, and that's been really amazing for our worship experience on our weekends. There's so much life, um, and so our rehearsals. Um, are very involved. Uh, they're very hard. This last week was a long rehearsal, and um, but it was it was one of those things you ever get at, at done after a workout, and it's just man, it was a hard workout. But man, your body you just feel good. It's just like man, this is my body just feels great, and you know just the just the what it, what that does for your brain and your for your mentality to know that you've you just had a good workout. Man, it's just. It's it's very fulfilling to know that we've given ourselves the just we just poured ourselves out even at rehearsal, and we can leave and and we're all just we're all exhausted but we're all um, we're all in this together we're all united and um, we're making jokes about how late it is and you know we're uh, but we're also really thanking our volunteers so um, and it just sets up our weekend to be we have much more of stock we've 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 put more stock into this weekend now and um and so when we get to saturday our first service man we are dude we are we are ready to go so um yeah so that's what our rehearsals on thursday uh look like 
I'm curious to know, because I'm sure there's a lot of like small church worship leaders listening, and I'm one of them. And it's obviously our rehearsal structures are going to look a whole lot different than that. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, right. And I'm curious to know Absolutely. how you approached um, asking them to make that extra commitment. Because I'd imagine that a lot of churches that are listening are in a, at a point where like maybe they want to pursue more excellence and they want to maybe add a rehearsal to the schedule, but they don't really know how to bring that before their team and to ask of that commitment. Um, and I imagine it has a lot to do with laying out a clear vision for why you want them there and laying out the plan and stuff. But how did you guys do that exactly? Well, two things come to mind um, that we did. It's, it, and the first thing is what you just said. We had to get to the point where we were clear on what this is. For someone to react to something, you have to clearly define it. You have to give them limits and boundaries. Um, and they need to know what we're doing. And so giving a vision is very important. And it's also acknowledging that what we came from was not bad. It's just that we're in a different season right now. And as a leader, I, I, this is the second thing that I'll say. So, so first is giving a clear vision. The second thing I'll say is trust what the Lord is doing in you. As you pray and as you seek God about your team and the structure of your team uh, and what the Lord has put on your heart for the next step, that's from the Lord. He spoke to your heart. And many times as a leader, it just is tempting to think that you're being too harsh, to think that you're excluding people when, whenever you need to gather in more people. Um, because whenever you, inevitably, whenever you make a decision like this, you're going to lose people. And, and man, that was something that we had to reconcile is um, we, have a, we have a lot, we had a lot of singers, a lot of singers in our um, in our team. And we knew that by, um, by upping their, uh, commitment uh, up or upping the, the, the ask of the commitment, uh, we were just going to lose people. And that is, um, that's not easy to do. Um, but I do think this, that our team is one team within our church and we have clearly defined, I mean, this isn't just our church. This is every church. If you're going to be a worship leader, it, you just have to sing. You got to, you have to know how to sing. It's, it's, it's a gift. It's something. So in that way, what we do is, is, is a little bit more nuanced maybe than other um, uh, volunteer teams. That's not, that's not to, that's not saying it in the way where if it's comparison. It's just, it's just the honest objective fact to be on a worship team. You have to know how to play guitar and, you have to have some type of understanding of how to play music. And so, um, and so I think there is something that I have personally gone through of just kind of, well, I'm asking too much, you know, I'm asking, uh, I'm being too harsh right now. And man, I just, I just, I just think be confident, be confident in what the Lord has put in you um, for the next step of your team. And so we just kind of had to come to that resolve as a team. First, we had to d define what we were asking. And then secondly, we had to, um, uh, embrace this as the next step. Um, we're not trying to be perfect. We're not trying to, you know, um, reach this ideal thing, you know, I, ideal of what our team wants to be like in this next step. No, this is just the next step. And this is where we feel like God is leading us. Um, and, and I'll add a third thing. A third thing is don't make people's decision for them. 
what I have learned is you don't know what someone is thinking. You don't know where they're at in their, uh, in their walk with God in any given day, in any given week or month or season. Someone on your team very, may very well have been feeling some inclination to maybe leave the worship team and go join another volunteer team or start a ministry of their own, or God may be doing something in their heart that you giving them a limit may be just the thing that they need to, uh, to liberate them to say, okay, this is my time to leave. And that's a good thing. And that's something that I had to reconcile. Someone leaving our team, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Um, and, and that's, that's what we found. People, uh, have, uh, man, clarity is so valuable. And I believe that it is God's heart to give us clarity, even in, in terms of how we're involved with our church. And so me, give me, uh, laying something down for our team, a boundary, a limit, um, a next step that's for our team, um, that has the potential to, uh, to uh, kind of divide and, and maybe we lose some people, that does not have to be a bad thing. And so what I learned is don't make people's decision for them, allow them to respond. Um, and for those people who are, maybe, maybe you have some people where you, you put this in front of them and, and you're not quite sure if they're ready for it. Maybe skill-wise, they're not ready for what you're asking. Hey, give them the chance to step up. And that's what we learned. Some people stayed uh, when we when we put this out a month ago. Some people stayed that I honestly I didn't expect to stay, but I didn't know that something was in them that they were they were hungry to grow. They were hungry to grow in their gift. And man, oh man, you can work with that. You can you can really work with someone who has a willing heart to grow. And and this putting something. Uh, like this, where people are going to have to step up may be just the thing uh, that that they need uh, to not only help them grow, but also help you realize that and to pour more into them. And so uh, I would say those three things, define what you're trying to do. And then number two, be confident in what God has asked you to do. Um, and then number three, allow people to make their own decision. Don't make someone else's decision for them. Um, and uh, and um, so we're, we're, we're growing in it, uh, but man, it's been a month and we're already seeing the, uh, the fruit of it. I mean, a good leader is going to help challenge people and help them grow. I mean, you're not really being much of a leader if you're not helping your team do that. And I, I see a vision of like a worship leader listening to this and they're, they're thinking, man, I only have one person for each position, like in my church. I've only got one guitar player, one drum player. And if I, like, I feel God leading me to take this next step, but I don't want to lose them because then I'm not going to have that f- position filled. And like, my encouragement to those people would be like, if God is leading you to take a next step and leading you to challenge your team more, like, he's not going to be blindsided by the fact that somebody's not going to align with that vision, you know? And I guarantee he's probably either got somebody that's going to come up that is ready to step up to that, or he's going to give you an idea to to figure that out in the meantime. You know, I think it's just important to just trust God and and trust um, just what you feel on your heart to do and let him take care of the rest. Absolutely. Look at how he led people in scripture. Abraham is the perfect example. Hey, Abraham, I want you to leave what you know and go t- go over here. Okay, where you want me to go? Just Just go that way. He didn't know where he was going. And man, I just think, I just think uh, truly God is sovereign. God knows God has, God has, has understanding. And, uh, 
And I think of that, I, th- I think of that scripture, um, trust in him. Don't trust in, in your uh, roster. Don't trust in the skill set of your people. Trust in the Lord um, and lean not on your own understanding. And, and uh, it, I, I think... Uh, I think something that the Lord has put on my heart is just to remind myself, I hear your voice. It's the truth. I am, I, I am, I am in Christ. That means that I have the mind of Christ. That means I have the gift of the Holy spirit speaking to me daily, leading me. So I hear your voice. And, uh, this is kind of a crazy thing, God, you know, I don't know how this is going to work. I trust you, man. That is, I feel like, I mean, every week as a worship leader, as a worship pastor, you're in that position. And what a gift, what a gift to be in that position to fully depend on God. Um, because you, co- you get to come to these instances where you look back and you say, oh man, I don't get to take credit for this. And I like it that way. I get to give the entire credit to the Lord. And uh, that's a beautiful place to be in. Yeah. Um, I like what you said too about, you know, letting people make their own decisions. And I think, uh, you know, if you're going to have your one guitar player leave and he's going to end up joining a team that he's actually supposed to be on, maybe one that he feels called to, but is too scared to take the step towards, but you just gave him the little nudge he needed to, to go join that team. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. And I love that you said that. And yeah, so all you worship leaders of a small church, let, let your team make, make choices. And if they end up joining a team that's right for them, then you got to be okay with that. And yeah, that's good. It's hard to let your team members go, though. You get so attached to them. It, it is, man. It is, it is totally good. But we're one team, right? <laughs> yeah, we're one team. And we're all one church. That's so even right. if they, they leave, if you make them mad and they leave your church, then just let them go because maybe they're that's still. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The, the, Lord, the Lord has his ways. <laughs> All right. If you had like one one practical step to give to churches or worship leaders listening that that want to take the next step towards excellence, that want to um, just really step up with their worship team, what would be your like your one practical step, like one thing that they could do today? Don't overthink. Don't overthink. That's something that I would I would like to. I just like to just kind of put out there. I think one thing that is just easy to do guys. I mean, we live with Instagram. We live with so many albums releasing, right? We live with these ideals that are in front of our faces daily. And if I'm not careful, my mind can be more about achieving in an ideal and, um, and setting the success bar from my church to match with Elevation or to match with Hillsong or to match with the Belonging Co or to match with Bethel or to match with these or, or to match with the church that's across the street from you, right? And, <clears throat> and man, this story has come up. This, 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 um, this passage has come up so many times for me in the last couple of weeks. And it's really something that the Lord is teaching me right now. Um, and it's the passages in the gospels whenever, whenever Peter's inquiring to Jesus about John, because Jesus, does, Jesus laid, laid it out before Peter, Hey, you're going to go through some stuff for me. And <laughs> Peter's reply is like, all right, but what about this guy? <laughs> what does he have to go through? And Jesus's response was, 
uh, what's that to you? You follow me. And I think as worship leaders, um, a, a pitfall that we can fall into, man, I am the chief offender of this, um, is to be about a irrational um, thought and ideal for my team. Um, because I'm trying to live in comparison to other people. And I think that that is, a f- I think that that is, um, that ultimately steals joy in my job, knowing that I can come at the end of the day and I have done good life giving, um, Jesus honoring work. You know, we may not have released an album today. We may not have written a song today. We may not have done things that are even our Christian society labels as success. But I spent time with a volunteer for 30 minutes and I trained them in their vocal. I sent out emails reminding everyone of rehearsal time and giving the vision for, for this weekend's set. I, I gave myself margin to read God's word and to and to be uh, 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 to be reminded of the awe of being a gifted leader that is leading people every week um, to a moment where they're going to meet Jesus, the real Jesus, face to face. That's going to change their life. Um, that's practical. A lot of that work is practical, and if I'm not careful. Um, um, I can be about the unpractical, the, the, the impractical and not the practical. And I think uh, overthinking is just a classic case of that. And so I would just encourage everyone, see the work that you do, see the small, little, mundane, everythings that you do as pleasing to the Lord, because it is, you're working unto Jesus and he's pleased with you. The father told Jesus, I am pleased with you before he even set out to do anything in his ministry. Remember that. And know that every little thing, taking out the trash in your, in your musician's hospitality, I am serious. Those little things, little things are God honoring. He sees them and there is a fulfillment in them um, because God placed you in the church community and the team that you're in and you have influence with those people. And that is kingdom minded work. And I am convinced, man, I'm convinced that when we come to the next world, right? When we come to heaven, when we, when we see the significance of everything of our lives, we will, we will see those little mundane things that are so precious and so important. Jesus modeled this whenever he showed his disciples, you see that woman giving her two mites. I'm telling you, she's giving everything she has. The small is great in the kingdom of God. And so let yourself be reminded and encouraged in the Holy Spirit um, that the little things that you do are important to the creator of the cosmos. That's a, that's a humbling thought. And so let significance and joy and substance be brought into the little mundane things uh, you do. Um, and don't overthink it. Do what's God, what God has placed in front of you. Uh, and do it with a good attitude, man, because it really is a joy to be able to be in the seat that we are in. That's good. Hey, bless is what we put our hands to. Hey, man, absolutely. Sometimes we just got to, you know, put our hands to it, though. Sometimes we're in that position. <laughs> you bet, dude. 
just start doing something. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you said about comparison too. We have, um, we like to say at our church a lot, comparison stops with us. And that's such a problem in today's wow. culture. Comparison stops. Wow. And you got to stop comparing yourself to Elevation. Wow. Like I got to stop comparing myself to Church on the Move. And you just got to see those churches as just an encouragement that when you put your hands to God's kingdom and you trust and rely on him and you're just pursuing excellence and your heart is to lead people to Jesus, like he's going to do some amazing yes. things. And yes. you just got to let that be an encouragement. I will, uh, if I can, I'll steal that. Comparison <laughs> stops with us. <laughs> That's yeah, so sure. good. Yep. I like that. Well, do you have any final thoughts before we end today? Man, keep going. You're doing good work. You're doing good work. God, God honors you. I honor you. Um, we're one. Scripture says you've been, ma- you've been made one with all who are in Christ Jesus. So we're doing the same thing. We're pointing people to Jesus. And um, there's an analogy that I got taught that I'll leave you. I, I guess if I can, I'll, I'll leave you with this. And, and uh, it's, it's, it's an analogy to embrace your limits. And there's a joy in embracing your limits. Um, it's an analogy that I got taught growing up and it's as if what we do as worship leaders is like this. It's like people are coming down a road and we're in front of them and they don't know where to go, but we know where they're going and we're pointing behind us and we're saying it's that way and that way is Jesus. And so that's what we do. We, 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 uh, people see us when they come in our auditorium, right? They, 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 they look at us. It may take them to the first song, the second song, the third song, you know, the sixth song, however many songs you guys do in a weekend, uh, it may take the better part of the whole worship. It may, it may take the better part of the whole service um, or the whole experience. But at some point we pray for moments where people can meet the real Jesus. And so that's what we do. We, we, they see us coming, they're, they're coming down the road and we're just pointing. But once they passed us and when their sight is no longer on us and their sight is on Jesus, that's a beautiful moment. Step back, embrace your limit as you've done your job, you've done your job, the Baptist job, right? Uh, a voice making uh, a way in the wilderness, preparing the way for the Lord. Um, you've prepared a way for the Lord and you've done your job and, um, and be resolved in that um, and take joy in that, knowing that you're doing good work for God and he's pleased with you. So, Awesome. Great encouragement. I'd love to end uh, just praying for the worship leaders listening. If you're cool with that, I can start us out and then I'll pass it over to you. Absolutely. All right. Well, Lord, we just thank you for this time together. Thank you for this opportunity that we've uh, just gotten to know Jordan and a little bit more about Church on the Move. It's been very insightful. And I just pray blessing over him and his church and um, that you just continue to do awesome things through them. And uh, God, I just pray for all the worship leaders listening um, that, man, they want to pursue excellence and they want to give you everything that they have. They want to put their hands to work for your kingdom maybe they just don't know what their next step is, or maybe they're too afraid of their next step and what people will think of it, what their team will think of it. God, I just, I ask for just a a boldness for them that you would just put a boldness on them to just take that next step that you're leading them towards. Um, So take a, take a step through, through the fear um, and just be reminded that they've got the Holy spirit living on the inside of them. And the one that's in them is greater than anything it's in the world, any opposition that might be coming against them. And God, we just want to give you all that we are. We want to pursue not just excellence, but we want to pursue just relying on your Holy Spirit and relying on your anointing. And God, I just thank you that you help us to do both of those things. And uh, 
man, when we do that, when we surrender to you, when we yield to you, God, you're going to do amazing things and you're going to lead people to, to you and to your presence. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And it's such a blessing to be a part of that. I think that you would just remind us of that blessing today. Mm-hmm. Just thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for being attentive to us, the creator of the cosmos, the universe, our world. You see us and you know us. I'm thankful for my brothers and my sisters listening right now. Holy Spirit, thank you for reminding us that our our God is a God of taking little and making something magnificent out of it. Thank you. In the Old Testament, you showed us that you were detailed. You gave Moses the detailed uh, uh, aspects to the tabernacle. You are a God of details. You take joy and you give substance to the small mundane tasks. And as well as in the, in the gospels, Father, you show us through what Jesus did with those, two lo- those five loaves and those two fish that you take something small, you take something that seems insignificant and inadequate, and you, you create something that feeds a, an entire group of people. You multiply it in such a way that's going to bring satisfaction and true fulfillment to others. And so I am praying that everyone who is doing good, small, uh, mundane, seemingly inadequate tasks this week, getting, getting ready for their church community this weekend and in the weeks to come. Father, I pray for a new, uh, uh, a new sense of significance to those things, those small things. And Father, I thank you for the gifts that are represented in the people that are listening today. God, thank you that we get the joy of representing you and of praising you and of, and of honoring you through song. God, be honored in our work. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As always, thanks for being with us. We need your help to get this podcast out to everyone who needs it. So please leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're using. And don't forget to subscribe so we can let you know when the next episode comes out. And then go implement what you've learned in this podcast and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.